Welcome everyone to Just Crypto. Uh, my name is Vanessa. You can find me at Technology Poet on Twitter. Uh, Just Crypto is a podcast here where we have honest conversations with creators, builders, and artists within the crypto community. And our purpose here is to elevate the humanity behind those who are driving our ecosystem and our community forward. Uh, we'll focus on their own personal journey, uh, as well as dive deep into the projects that they're working on. Uh, we're very blessed today to have Ahmed, the co-CEO and Chief Operating Officer of Hatam Protocol. Hatam Protocol is the first decentralized lending protocol on the Alrond slash Multiverse X blockchain. And we're going to talk about all sorts of interesting things around lending, borrowing, liquid staking, decentralized stablecoins, and get in really deep with what they're delivering for the entire ecosystem. So I'm tremendously excited about that. Before we jump in, I'd like to introduce my uh, co-host and producer, uh, Daniel. Hello, everyone. This is Daniel at Sadasand on Twitter, S-A-D-A-S-A-N-T. Uh, very quickly, please remember that nothing we say here is financial advice. Please do your own research. And let's get started. Hello, Ahmed. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. And uh, thank you for inviting me. It's a great pleasure to, to be with you and uh, to speak directly to, to the community. So, uh, yeah, really excited. Yeah, we are thrilled to have you here. And I believe you were mentioning before the show that this is your kind of first interview that, that you're doing. So welcome, welcome. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Thank you. Um, for some of the folks who are, are following along live, um, just want to let you know that we will, throughout the, the show, be taking some live questions. Um, and so you do have an opportunity to ask any questions of Ahmed uh, as we go. Uh, I do want to also say uh, welcome to Go Guy Go. It's great to have you here and, and listening along. Um, Neil, again, fantastic. I feel like we've been together all week. Uh, yes, definitely. I, I think I'm going to learn something as well here. Uh, and if you want to pop a chat into the comment, uh, a comment into the chat. It's, it's Sunday. It's been a long week. Um, come in into the chat, and uh, we can we can definitely you know say hi. We'd love to know who who all is out there. Uh, so as we're getting started, Ahmed, uh, before we jump into Hatam Protocol and all the great work that you guys are doing, um, I'd love to learn just a little bit more about your own personal journey into crypto. Uh, how did you get started? How long have you been in the space? You know, which coins did you start with? <laughs> all right. So uh, I I have a financial background and. I first came across cryptocurrencies about eight years ago. Uh, I was young and uh, found it incredible and uh, easy, like incredible and how easy it was to use crypto as a method of payment and how you are able to, to keep custody of your funds. So I understood that it had like extraordinary potential and I began getting into it slowly. So. I started by investing in different cryptocurrencies. So uh, Ethereum at first, Bitcoin too. Then I moved to two projects. And as the years passed, I, I kept on learning and getting more knowledge. And I've witnessed how the crypto space and the technologies evolved, expanded, and how the adoption increased through the years. So I've also lived through multiple crypto cycles and uh, Finally, I decided, I, I decided to, to, to start building and participating in the development of the crypto space and the development of Erond more particularly, or should we say the Multiverse X now? So, yeah, 
I can't yeah. uh, please go on. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna ask. So I mean it seems like you're really an OG in the space, being here for, for eight years, you know, back in the day. Um I think many for many people this is their first really rough crypto winter that they're going through, and you've been through a couple. Um so before we dive in, I'm wondering if there's you know any advice you'd give to to folks, you know, not financial advice before, but maybe psychological and encouragement for people who are going through a rough time right now. Yeah, so uh like we are going to, to some of the craziest phase in, in the crypto space, actually. Um, thankfully, we, we weren't directly affected by what is happening. And my thoughts goes to the people who suffered from losses from it, actually. So uh, this is something that no one could have expected. And it is putting out lights on the importance of DeFi and decentralization, because sadly, like, not your keys, not your coins. And uh, on our side, like we are trying to, to build or we are building open sources projects. Everything can be verified on chain and everything is transparent. And hopefully like this will bootstrap DeFi in its whole. And like something to keep in mind is that Bitcoin has not been created to, to reproduce banks. And yes. the movement it took in the early years with those exchanges is sadly even worse than than banks because at least like banks are heavily regulated. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a phenomenally good take and actually kind of leaning into the the benefit of self custody as you mentioned earlier and the DeFi ecosystem that that you're you're helping to build. Um, now you you started with Bitcoin and Ethereum. How did you find back you know back in the day called Elrond Network? You know what stood out to you about Elrond? So uh, I I came across Elrond about like two years ago. And uh, it was by coincidence. Um, I took a deeper look at it, and it seemed promising, like its scalability, low transaction fees, and the fact that it has like native tokens and NFTs made it uh, appealing to me. And I'm not a tech guy, but after doing like some research, it also seems uh, to use like uh, a powerful programming language, and it was easier to, to implement like upgradable smart contracts. So initially, I invested in Aaron, uh along like with uh, Hatom, other co-founders, and that's how our journey on, on Aaron began. So we are users of DeFi applications such as Compound and uh, Aave, and like about one year and a half ago, we wanted to use some uh, some EGLD as collateral to take out a loan. And we looked up for uh, lending protocols on Aaron, and we were surprised that they weren't any yet. So uh, we understood that there was a need that spurred us to put together a team of uh, like-minded and bright individuals to, to build Hatam. And the first complete decentralized lending protocol on the Multiverse X blockchain, and also like to participate in the development of the ecosystem directly. I love that uh, this started from a need that you had personally and kind of your, your genesis story is like, hey, I, I want to do this and I can't do it. Let me go build it. That's it's just tremendous. Thank um, you. Please. So I, I wonder how you find how you found that community, because you, you are mentioning that uh, you that the the Hatsum team, uh, you were engaging before. Uh, getting really deep into Elrond, and uh, uh, you you found this necessity that now you're you're trying to satisfy. But but how did you find that community? How did you find your your Hatton team? I, was it using a, a a previous crypto platform, for example, 
or or just over the internet. You know? Yeah, I'm um, um, sorry. Like, how how do uh, how do you get along with the team? No, 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 not getting along. How how did you find your community? The uh, the community that eventually led to Hatton, if that's okay to ask. Well, uh, purely by coincidence, uh, crypto news like just came, just uh, like multiple news just get to you, and uh, that's basically how uh, we found we found Aaron. So we first knew about it, then we tried to to take a deeper look at it, and uh, we found it like really interesting. So uh, basically, that's how it started. Okay. Awesome. We, we've got a, a question here in, in chat. Maybe just take a, a brief detour. I'm obviously a, a huge fan of the NFT scene on uh, Elrond, now Multiverse X. Um, and Mihai is asking uh, if you have any NFTs on Elrond that you, you feel comfortable sharing or favorite projects, NFT projects on, on Elrond. <laughs> Not particularly, to, to be honest with you. I'm more focused like on, on DeFi projects. I didn't get too much uh, deeper into NFTs yet. I've found the same thing that in the communities, there's there's people who go deep into the financial aspect, and some people really lean strongly into the the uh, the mm -hmm. art and some of those kind of community things. Uh, there does seem to be a split. So um, let's let's get into Hatam. Uh, I'm wondering for those who perhaps aren't familiar and maybe didn't see uh, the excellent presentation at X Day, uh, if you could give us an overview of uh, what is Hatam, what what are some of the features that you're planning to bring to the Multiverse X ecosystem? Okay, so. Uh... What is Hatom? So Hatom is the first complete decentralized lending protocol on the Multiverse X blockchain. And uh, users will be able to deposit their assets in the protocol to earn interest on them. And they can also use them as collateral to take out loans in an over-collateralized manner, which means that the value of your collateral needs to always exceed the total amount you are able to borrow. So if the value of your collateral decreases and you reach your borrowing limit, your position will be eligible to be liquidated. So liquidators will be able to repay your loan on your behalf and buy back your collateral at a discount. All right. So our protocol has been inspired by Compound.Finance, a protocol that has withstood the test of time. But as Aaron isn't EVM compatible yet, a fork was not possible, and we have developed like our lending protocol from scratch. So we are a team of more than 20 people in total who worked day and night for almost a year now to, to make this achievable. And our vision uh, doesn't stop at creating like only a lending protocol. Like DeFi in Aaronth hasn't started yet, and our lending protocol represents an initial and strong building block that will initiate DeFi in the ecosystem. So we have also created uh, a stacking module where a portion of the revenue generated by the protocol from the interest paid by the borrowers and from liquidations will be transferred and then distributed to HTM token stackers, our token, depending on the amounts they have stacked and the total stacked in the pool. And in addition to that, we have also developed a safety module aimed to increase the security of the protocol by adding an additional layer of protection to it. So similar to the safety module on Aave, users will be able to stack their assets in the safety module and earn high APY in the form of HTM token for securing the protocol. So the lending protocol has been 
developed is ready. The stacking module has already been developed too. And the safety module has been developed also. So a certain regarding the safety module, a certain percentage of the assets deposited there can be used to cover any deficits in case of a shortfall event. And the difference between our safety module and Aves is that we will allow users to deposit any coin that is available in the protocol to the safety module. And not only our HTM token, like Aave is doing with their token. Okay, please. Awesome, there, there, there's a lot to unpack and I know there's a couple more things that, that you're working on as well, but let's start with the, the lending and borrowing, kind of the, the basics of the system. How would okay. it work from a, a user perspective? Say, you know, I, I have some e-gold and I'd like to earn, you, you mentioned kind of earning interest on it. How does that work for someone? Yeah, basically, so uh, we are using a utilization rate model based on the supply and demand. So, which means that uh, once the user will deposit uh, an asset, it will increase the supply. And once someone will borrow that asset, there is interest being accumulated there. So once that person will repay his interest, basically, a portion of that interest will go to the suppliers and another portion will go to the protocol, to the, to the reserve. All right? So okay. for the users, they are able to deposit their coins, like for example, e-gold, and earn a supply interest on it in addition to any reward interest that, in, that is uh, being distributed on that money market. When I say like reward, like uh, rewards APY, what I mean by it is that we are able to boost the APY of any, uh, a money market by distributing, distributing an additional coin, okay? So for the users, they can deposit their e-gold in the lending protocol and earn supply APY on them. And they can also use them as collateral to take out a loan of any of the available coins on the lending protocol. Awesome. Okay, so if I if I understand, I'm bringing my e-gold. I'm I'm going to be able to earn by someone who who decides to lend it. They'll pay a small fee. I'll get some of that fee back. Uh, there's also rewards in terms of the HTM token that I will get. Um, and I'm curious what happens. Uh, you know, sorry. Uh, but we are uh, we will not distribute like our token, like our HTM token, as additional reward in the lending protocol. So we are really against like liquidity mining, and we may distribute like other tokens of other projects. Oh, not that's extremely interesting. Okay, tell tell me a bit more about that. Like how do these projects get decided? Where do these token these other tokens come from? Yeah, so they they may come from uh, they may come from uh, projects with whom we partnered, and we will distribute like their token. And also, we, we are generating revenue from the protocol, and we will come to it later. We are also generating revenue from other, uh, from other products. And we will use this revenue to buy back tokens and use them to bootstrap the, or to incentivize the money markets in a sustainable way without having to distribute our own token. Ah, that, that's very interesting. Um, now, I know eGold has uh, kind of a staking rate of, of the order of 9 to 10%. Uh, when someone kind of deposits it um, to be able to lend it out to someone, do they continue to get that staking rate or, or do they only get the rewards rate that you would give them? I'm sorry, can you please repeat the first part? Uh, yeah, so in eGold has roughly a 9% uh, staking rewards rate. If I were to, someone were to deposit it with Hatam, uh, what, what do they get? Do they get that rate as well as additional or how does that work? Well, the rate basically depends on, uh, on the utilization rate. So... Uh... 
it will depend on the amount borrowed. So it increases like depending on the supply and borrow rates. So if the, the total borrow gets increased, so the, the supply APY or the APY that is earned by the people who supply will increase too. Uh, I can't speculate on, on numbers, but I'm sure that's once we will talk about liquid stacking, we can, we can cover that part. Because once we will introduce liquid stacking, we will not be uh, competing anymore with the stackers. So people will be able to deposit their e-gold or to stack their e-gold with validators, earn the stacking rewards, and receive SE-gold, like stacked e-gold, a liquid token of their stacked assets, and then deposit that SE-gold in the money market to earn even more rewards, more APY, and also to use it as collateral. Because SE Gold, as you may know, is an interest-bearing token pegged to EGLD, and they will be able to, to access to the value of their EGLD, and we will not be competing anymore with uh, with stakers, basically. Okay, that's brilliant. So, sort of phase one, it's the the rewards from the supply and any of the other tokens that you partner with. Phase two, once there's liquid staking, uh, then you'll be able to essentially earn uh, three different kinds of rewards from uh, depositing your your tokens. Basically, like if you do it through liquid staking, uh, the the possibilities are endless. So uh, you can even you can even uh, so stack your eagle with validators, get stacking rewards, receive SGLD, deposit it in the lending protocol, earn supply APY and any additional reward APY distributed. You can take a borrow. You can get SGLD again, create a leverage position, restack your SGLD to get SGLD, or even use directly like. The, the SEGLDR, um, I don't want to confuse you. So uh, like use the SEGLD again uh, in other DeFi uh, applications or uh, even like use the receipt token you receive when you deposit SEGLD in the protocol on other DeFi applications. So uh, by creating, for example, a, a, a liquidity pool of SEGLD and EGLD in a, in a in an exchange, decentralized exchange, for example. So the the possibilities are are really endless. So I, I love that there are so many opportunities here, and I know that some people following along would be like, "Whoa, you just said a lot of different things." <laughs> um, and I think uh, you know, as as we get a little bit deeper and some of the pro projects launch, uh, there's definitely going to be opportunity for people to you know get engaged with each of them. Um, I am, you know, we're getting a question from Jimmy here, which I think is quite important given the um, kind of context that we're in right now in the crypto industry. Uh, and Jimmy's asking, you know, we've been hearing a lot about getting coins off of exchanges. Uh, what's the risk to the, any coins that are added to Hatam in order to be able to earn interest? Well, basically, we are completely different uh, from exchanges. So uh, we don't have custody of the funds. Everything goes through smart contracts. Everything is transparent. Everything is on-chain. You can track all the all liquidity available in the smart contracts, how much has been supplied and how much has been borrowed. Uh, security is also uh, the most uh, for us. And that's why we are already uh, we aim to be the most audited projects on the Aaron blockchain, on the Multiverse X blockchain. So we already completed two audits, one with uh, one with runtime verification, one of the most prestigious firms in the whole crypto space, and another one with uh, with Pick Shield, and we already have signed contracts to start our audits with Halborn, with Haken, and also with Certic. And uh, multiple risk assessments are planned too. 
And uh, for Halborn Hacking and Certic, they already received a down payment, and we are still defining the, the right moment to, to start our audits with them. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I think for, for folks who, uh, you know, are perhaps uh, newer to the ecosystem, I think one thing to be aware of is that the risk that you're, you're taking, it doesn't seem like there's any custody risk. But there is, as with any kind of smart contract, the need for the smart contract to be audited and secured. And uh, it sounds like the team has got multiple different, uh, you know, top, top class auditors uh, working on some of that. Um, let's, uh, I know that um, Daniel had something that he, he wanted to share in terms of, uh, you know, some resources that if people are interested, if they'd like to follow along as we're having this conversation or do research later uh, to bring some of those up. Yes. Uh, so uh, quickly through some of um, places where people can find more information. I clicked the wrong thing again. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Clicking the right thing. Okay. Uh, clicking can be challenging sometimes. All right. So if people want to know more about the Hudson Protocol, they, of course, can find you at, at Hudson Protocol on Twitter. Um, and the website, uh, they can go to beta.hudson.com. The website, yeah. Really love it because you can find everything about the protocol there, except what is not like public yet. But of course, um, you you can see, for example, governance, which we will talk about in, in a little bit. You can also see the audits done so far, which I find beautiful, and you can find the white paper where you can see the roadmap. So I know we have been speaking about the roadmap. I wanted to know if you could guide us over the roadmap really quickly. Anything you would like to highlight from the roadmap? Or not? <laughs> sure. So uh, yeah, uh, actually, as you mentioned, our audits are uh, are already made public. You can find them in in the doc section. So you can okay. find the, the the audit by ransom verification and by fake shield. Uh, another point I wanted to add regarding this is uh, uh, actually ransom verification. Uh, the company has uh, proposed to invest in us, so uh, they are investing in us. Wow. And that showcase how how much like they, they trust our code after after auditing it. And uh, yeah, just wanted to, to to mention that. And for uh, for the roadmap, you can go back to it. And we can sure. go over the one. So uh, I'm not able to see. Oh I, I can I can increase the size. So uh, so on Q3. The first parts. So there is the development of the Hatom Landing Protocol. So the the landing has been completely developed, audited two times already. It has been tested a numerous times. We have already whitelisted around 200 addresses on the DevNet. So users and members of the community have already been able to to test it. There is and, the and if uh, folks hang around until later in the video, we'll uh, give you an opportunity to become part of the early whitelist. So hang around for the conversation. Uh, we'll share a bit more about that later. Uh, sorry, uh, Ahmed, yeah, carry on. Sure, no. And uh, then we have like the liquidation boat V1. So we, we actually developed a liquidation boat in the RDP language along with uh, the JavaScript language that we will uh, share with the community and, uh, and make it public actually to, to help the community or make it easier for them to participate in in liquidations and uh can you please just slide back yeah sure sure, sure. uh sliding back my laptop is acting out so you will see this distorted but it should it should come back do you want me to move it more to the left 
no. Uh, okay. I can now. So there we have like the Hatom uh, token staking. So it is the staking module, and basically it has been completed, audited too. Then we have the governance module, which has been completed, audited too, already. And uh, in Q4, we have the HTM token generation event. So uh, we will launch our uh, token on the Meyer DEX. And uh, then we have the Hatom V2 design. So we already uh, refined the design from the initial one we had a couple of months ago. So all those things have been completed already uh, besides the, the token generation events. Then we have the Hatom safety module. So the Atom safety module has already been developed. We are uh, we we started uh, testing it internally, and we will soon start its audit too. And after that, we have Atom liquid staking. So liquid staking, we we can talk about it uh, actually, and because uh, it is one of the most important modules of blockchains that uh, rely on a proof of stack consensus. And it, allow, it allows you to, to participate in the protection of the blockchain by staking your assets through validators while keeping access to the value of your stacked e-gold. So you can bypass the 10 days cooldown period in case you want to sell your assets. Nice. It gives you access to numerous DeFi opportunities. So uh, we, we have already started working on, on liquid staking because we... We believe that it is like uh, one of the top priorities. Yeah, and for folks who who are unfamiliar with liquid staking from from other blockchains, the reason this is so important for proof of stake is anyone coming into DeFi is going to have a choice, right? Do they stake their eagle to earn nine, ten percent, or do they do it uh, in DeFi and participate in that? Uh, what uh, Hadam Protocol is going to offer is you don't have to make that choice anymore. You can just liquid stake, and you could do both. Uh, so fantastic! I'm so excited to see that that's on the roadmap. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, uh, the website, like it's, uh, it is much much bigger. Like we we haven't disclosed everything yet, and uh, we'll talk about this uh, later on. And uh, I can share with you like the design of the pages for for liquid stacking. If you want to go over them, I'm not sure. Yeah, if you've got something that you can share, any alpha or anything that people haven't seen before, are we very very welcome to to have that on the show. Let me share with you the the, the, the Figma link. Never um, seen before designs from their dev shop, folks. <laughs> you saw what you have first on just crypto. Let me know if you're able to, to access it. Oh, um, Daniel, did you want to present or would you like me to present? Oh, um, okay, I see. I just saw it. Okay, let me get it to load one moment. Uh, presenting once it loads. Um, okay. So we we can see the the, the loading bar together. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you upgraded to Chrome, Daniel. Uh, I I think it's my internet, not not the browser. But yeah, uh, like my links uh, do do require some time to to get loaded. Well, yeah, completely normal. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Huge tool. <laughs> I guess while it's uh, uh, busy loading, um, Neil had an interesting question, perhaps related to the kinds of tokens that can be used 
uh, in Hatam Protocol. So we talked about eGold. Um, do you have a list of all the various tokens? Are there other tokens like I think ePunks has their own token from an NFT project that can be used within it? Well, uh, under any protocol, initially, uh, we, we, we will have... Okay, so uh, for, for an Indian protocol to work well, like there is a couple of things to, to take into consideration. So the first one is uh, to not allow like any asset to, to be used as collateral, like only liquid assets of established projects will have their money markets listed on, on Hatton. So initially we will start with uh, EGLD, USDC, uh, MEX, our HM token, and we are still defining if we will add right to and the uh, second thing like while talking about uh, lending protocol second thing is that the collateral factor needs to be reasonable and that's why we are planning to to only provide a collateral factor that will vary between uh, 60% to 45% depending on the volatility of each assets and uh, having a low collateral factor like it gives you a large safety margin to take care of liquidations. And the third thing is liquidations themselves. So we need to make sure that positions are being liquidated in order for the protocol to always remain solvent. So in addition to the points above, we'll have like a, a strong plan to take care of liquidations. And we're working with multiple partners who will also participate in liquidations initially. And we will also run our own liquidation boats to, to take care of them. And uh, our liquidation boats will be made public in due time to, to make it easier for the community to, to participate in liquidations too. Our goal in, in the end is to have like, uh, to have the community Take uh, take charge of the liquidations. So to get back, like to the answer to the question displayed, uh, uh, for the moment, like nothing, uh, like uh, it is not in the plan, like to to make it possible to use NFTs as collateral. And uh, uh, in the future, I think that one of, of the most important thing to to consider, if uh, if someone wants to to try to, to make it possible is to have like a strong plan to to take charge of liquidations. Awesome. No, I, I love it. And, and Neil has a great comment here that uh, he likes the percentages are conservative. Uh, you know, personally, I love that the more volatile an asset is, the more conservative you are. I know you mentioned kind of per asset um, types of uh, liquidation levels. Um, Jimmy's asking about Alchemax. I'm, I know there's some new changes with Alchemex. Will that be something that you can also add to the protocol or is that just a, a separate thing? Well, uh, for the moment, we don't have like uh, enough information to, to be able to, to answer to, to that question. Maybe later on when we discuss with the Aaron team and have like more information about Alchemex, we can define what we can do about it for, for, for the moment. No, like it will not be included. Yeah. Only uh, I think that's fair. For, for those who missed the X-Day presentations, there's some big changes happening with Alchemex that it's not going to necessarily be as easily transferable. It's getting, uh, you know, different rewards. Uh, if, you, if you're curious, there's another video on our channel, the X-Day Day 1 covers all of that. Um, but yeah, definitely has created a little uncertainty about what's supported there. Okay, before I put it up on screen, um, just want to check that we're not uh, oversharing some of the Figma here. So you're okay with us sharing the Figma for the liquid staking? Yeah, of course. No, completely okay. And uh, actually, I think one of our designers is uh, <laughs> is already like working on on some other pages of the safety module. 
So uh, here you can see the the design of the of the liquids taken. Awesome, I love it. So you've got you seem to have two different uh, tokens. So you've got the SE gold that you talked about is kind of reward bearing, and the HSE gold that's interest bearing. Um, is there a, kind of a short summary of the difference between the two that people should be aware of? Sure. So uh, SE gold basically is the is the is the token you will get directly once you. You you stack your uh, your e gold through the liquid staking module, so it's basically like stacked e gold. And for H S e gold, and please let me know if uh, everything is clear. So H S e gold is the receipt token you receive when you supply S e gold in the lending protocol. Okay, right. great. So this is the, the 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 dual use here where you can get the liquid staking SE gold. Uh, you're continuing to get the rewards from staking e gold, and then you could decide to lend it out as well, and you'll get HSE gold as kind of your receipt for being able to lend it. Exactly. And uh, our goal was to to provide uh, a really easy and intuitive user experience and make it able to people to directly uh, supply their e gold in the lending protocol. Uh, in one click, without having to go through multiple steps like uh, stacking eGold, receiving it, going to the lending protocol, supplying eGold, adding it as collateral, etc. So uh, yeah, so the seGold represents eGold plus the interests, uh, the stacking rewards, and for the H seGold, it represents the eGold, the stacking rewards, the supplying rewards, and any additional rewards distributed. For that's money markets. Okay, that that's brilliant, and I'm just noticing, uh, you know, something here at the bottom, which is the current ratio, out of one SE gold equal to one point zero eight three nine e gold. Um, I'm wondering if you could just explain how this auto compounding kind of works for people, and how that's maybe you know different from just regular staking payouts. Exactly. So uh, uh, those are like dummy numbers; they are, they are not real. And uh, basically, SE gold at the beginning will be uh, distributed on a on a basis of one to one. For, uh, for e-gold, but its interest increases over time. So you are not receiving more e-gold, uh, more SE-gold. Like you are not seeing like the, the amount of SE-gold in your wallet increase, but rather through time, the value of your SE-gold will increase. So basically that's how it works. And it increases like depending on the on the APY of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the stacking, of the liquid staking module. That's interesting. That could potentially have, you know, depending on your jurisdiction, um, interesting tax consequences as well that could be beneficial. Um, let's just take a quick look here through the, the pages. As I know people are curious, right? They love to see uh, everything here. You talk about the new opportunities. I love just how uh, clean the design is. Um, as we're going through, if there's anything you'd like to point out, uh, please uh, do stop me. Sure. So basically, those are just information, like steps on how to stack it. What can you do with your stacked eGold, basically? So uh, some information deployed there uh, with educational purpose aims to, to simplify uh, liquid staking and uh, help uh, people who don't have like much knowledge about, about DeFi to, to understand how it works, basically. And here you can see that this is the light mode, the, the night mode too. So the users will be able to to switch uh, on the mode they, they prefer. Yeah, people really love the dark mode. <laughs> That's a big thing. Let's kind of take you. a look. Oh, is this just another version of the, the page there? Is there anything yeah, new here? You can. So this one is basically if you select like the 
the e-gold here on the calculator. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and folks are getting a window into like how design and product development works, right? There's going to be, as you can see, a lot of these different screens for each different operation that's happening. And at the top here, so here you can see the app. So that's how the app will look like. Like the app is, uh, is really much better. Like uh, I personally really love its design. So here you can see, so HSE Gold is selected, all right? So can you see it? It's the purple, the purple logo. So the purple logo is selected. So once it is selected, yeah, right? So you can see at the bottom, like the, the, the top, not the bottom, sorry, like the top of the page is interactive. So the total APY displayed is 15.99%. So this is the total APY. If you you stack your e-gold and decide to receive H as e-gold and use it as collateral. So here next to the 15.99%, you can see 14.65%. So those are like dummy numbers. 14.65% represents the stacking rewards. Then next to it, we will see the 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 APY like the lending the lending rewards 0.13 percent uh, and those are like dummy numbers uh, they are like much higher than that and uh, next to them we can see the rewards the rewards APY so the rewards APY constitutes what we talked about uh, previously so the additional tokens we are distributing as additional rewards. So here, like we are displaying, for example, ZoidPay and Utrust tokens that are being distributed in addition to the stacking rewards and uh, supply rewards. And basically, if you scroll down just a little bit, you can see here you have like uh, a box, not a box that you can select. So here it says like supply HSEGLD as collateral to earn 1.2% rewards to achieve the total APY. Because I will explain to you like how like uh, it works uh, on lending protocol. So once you supply your tokens, you directly earn supply APY, all right? But if there is any additional rewards APY being distributed on the lending protocol, you need to activate your tokens as collateral to receive them, okay? So there is like an additional step you need to, to, to perform. So that's how it works in all lending protocols. Like uh, it's a smart contract constraint. All right, so here on this page, we are trying to, to facilitate the whole process. So if the users decide to use HSEGLD, like to get it, by selecting like that box or by caching it, they, they don't have like to, to even like do that additional step of adding the, the, the coin as collateral to earn those rewards. Through one action, they are able to stack e-gold and receive SE-gold, supply the SE-gold in the lending protocol and use it as collateral to be eligible to all the IPYs through one actions instead of performing three different actions. I notice up at the top here, there's a little call out to, to AshSwap. So are you all thinking of uh, having eGold, SEGold, LP pairs uh, that, that can be staked? Of course. So uh, the LP the LP of SEGold, eGold, um, is something like really uh, important. And 
We are in discussion with Aswap and many other pro uh, projects on on the Aaron blockchain. And uh, yeah, of course, like uh, once we will introduce liquid stacking, there will be an LP of SE Gold E Gold available on Dexes, and there will also be an LP of HSE Gold mm. E Gold too, like our receipt token with E Gold. So yeah, of course, it is planned because it is it is necessary. It's something necessary. People need to to be able to 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 go book back and forth from equal to s equal or from h s equal to equal whenever they they can. <laughs> this is awesome, and this is a a way to have you know full liquidity in your funds. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I, we I think we've covered the major things here. Is there anything else in the design that you would like us to to call out? Yeah, that's pretty much all. Like uh, all the rest uh, of the pages. So those are just pop ups to different stage. Uh, if mm -hmm. you like stacked or unstacked here the the pop-ups when where you connect your wallet how it is displayed uh, when you connect the ledger to so this awesome. is just for liquid staking so, awesome yeah. awesome i i very much have to uh agree with fantastico uh, this is very very exciting <laughs> we've got a couple great questions here and i'm going to start with the one from uh go guy go and let's read it out um he's asking is there a max loan compared to the market tap cap of a token. So for example, if the liquidation happens, the entire ecosystem isn't wrecked because the liquidation is a meaningful percentage of the market cap of that token. And if the eGold market cap is 1.2 billion, what's the max percentage that can be loaned to the market cap in eGold loans, as an example? Yeah, so uh, basically there is, no, there, is no, uh, there is no cap put in place like as a maximum that, uh, that, you, that you are able to, to supply. Or, or to borrow, like you are able to supply or borrow as much as, as you can, similarly to, to what Compound is, is doing. So they don't have any any cap on the on the assets you, you are able to, to supply or to take as a borrow. But How do you think about cascading liquidations potentially? Say there's a number of assets that have been uh, you, you know borrowed against that uh, have a liquidation at a certain level. And if the price of the token drops below that level, and there's going to be a lot of sell pressure, right? Indeed, indeed, there are. And uh, basically, uh, regarding liquidation, regarding those parts, uh, so initially, like at the beginning, only established, like uh, as I said at the beginning, only established projects or coins of established projects who are liquid will be used as collateral under any protocol and uh, will be able to, to be used as collateral to, to take borrows and the second thing we can do is uh, that we can control the collateral factor and not provide like a really high collateral factor to to always keep uh, uh, a big safety margins to take care of liquidation mm -hmm. and then we'll have like really strong liquidation plan put in place to always be able to take care of liquidations whenever they happen so as soon as a position uh, reaches 100% of their borrowing limit we will take care of the liquidation. So we will personally, uh, with Hatam, have like uh, our own liquidations boat, liquidation boats to take care of them. And we are also working with uh, multiple partners who who would like to to also help in in this process, the liquidation process. Will will uh, regular users be able to bid on the liquidations? I'm sorry. Uh, will regular users be able to bid on the liquidation? So to, to put in uh, buy orders if um, the, like, the price drops and something's liquidated? 
Yeah, for the moment, like we don't have any any system of of bidding. So as soon as a position is uh, liquidated, so uh, uh, it will like the the fastest liquidator will be able to to liquidate that position. So we don't have like uh, something similar to to what is done in with with Kojira, where you can bet on on liquidations. Um, I had an uh, an, an initial discussion with uh, with uh, with their CEO. Uh, I know that previously they wanted to to to, to come to to the Aaron blockchain, and uh, yeah, maybe in the future they will be able to to come here, and uh, we can have some some synergies and integrate them, integrate them in the Lightning Protocol. That would be fantastic. As you all know, I'm obviously a, you know big into the Kajira ecosystem as well. Maybe we'll have to have them on at some point. Um, there's an important question here that, that Jimmy's asking, and I think a good clarification for liquid staking. Uh, he's asking whether we'll need to use um, Hatam for staking or whether we can continue staking with the existing validators that we're using to get the SE gold. Okay, so, um, so to get the SE gold, you will still stack true validators but it will go through our liquid staking module, okay? So we we, we have already talked with uh, with multiple validators, and I will share with you like uh, some more information like about about liquid staking. So uh, we are in discussion with multiple uh, DeFi projects regarding liquid staking, like SE Goals. Uh, as I said, we have its own liquidity pool on Dexes. It will be liquid, and we will also create liquidity pool for HSE Gold. And uh, we will whitelist like all validators with impeccable uptime and uh, rating scores. And the stacked equal liquidity will be split fairly among them. Like operators with the least amount of active validators will be prioritized. And this will effectively flatten uh, stick across Atom operators over time, like making the blockchain even more decentralized. Awesome. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you know about how you choose the validators and the decentralization of that. Uh, I'm assuming you're not going to just pick the the top validators by stake and actually kind of push that out. No, indeed. So uh, we would like this, like all validators with uh, with a really good impeccable uptime and rating scores. And uh, our goal is to create like a universal SE gold used among all DeFi applications, and also to create a fair model for all the validators. And that's why we believe that our project is the most suitable to introduce liquid stacking in Multiverse X. And the project that will provide uh, that will provide it real value and real utility as we will create a money market for it in our lending protocol and users will be able to earn like more interest by supplying it in the protocol and even take loans. So we will also apply a fixed service fee that will be shared among Hatom and the operators. The operators will all receive the same share and Hatom will use this additional source of revenue to incentivize all the money markets in a sustainable way without having to distribute our token. And uh, just to add it here, because it's related to it, we will also use revenues because I talked like about the safety module and you know that on the safety module we aim to distribute HGM token and I explained that you are against liquidity mining at all so with our different sources of revenue we will also buy HGM HGM token and we will distribute it in the safety module as rewards to the stackers too.
So uh, we are really against liquidity mining and inflation. And uh, the project that distributes liquidity from thin air will likely fail in the future <laughs> because uh, they are basically, yeah, basically renting liquidity from users yeah. with a token that decreases in value day after day. And um, yeah. it's very hard to generate revenue with these short-term strategies. But we have been uh, we have we have been able to to set a clear and strong path that is relying on multiple products that fit with each uh, that fit with each other in order to create an important revenue stream and in our organic way and sustainable way for the whole ecosystem. Uh, so let me ask you about the initial conditions of the protocol. Um, because at the beginning, um, when, let's say, I, I'm interested in lending or borrowing, at the beginning, um, I wonder if, if users will be uh, uh, able to borrow some, some uh, widely set assets based on some kind of treasury, or is the, the, like the borrowable assets going to be only provided by users lending, lending those assets? Okay, so uh, I will answer that. I just want to add like one point regarding liquid staking. So our liquid staking module is just a bridge, like or a passerel for the for the EGLD to go through validators, and then like it will be split among validators. Okay, it, it, like it is really important to okay. keep this in mind. And to answer to answer your question, uh, so. Uh, we will not have like any treasury put there. We might try and find uh, find ways to to increase the the EGLD supply at the beginning, but the the supply will be like the the supply of the users at the beginning. Right. So the users are the ones supplying uh, the liquidity in the protocol, and they will be the ones, of course, borrowing it afterwards. Awesome. So I know there was, uh, you know, another feature that's on your roadmap that, uh, you know, we've had some discussions about, which is the decentralized stablecoin USH. Uh, can you yeah. share a little bit about what that is and introduce it to folks? Okay, sure. So uh, uh, our stablecoin. So we will introduce USH. So it is an over collateralized stablecoin and the first stablecoin native to the Multiverse X blockchain to be able to mint it you will need to first supply assets in the lending protocol and use them as collateral. Then, depending on the collateral factor of the assets you supplied as collateral, you can mint a certain amount of USH, the stablecoin. So similar to all the other money markets on the protocol, like if the value of your collateral decreases and you reach your, borrow your borrowing limit, your position will be liquidated and liquidators will repay your debts on your behalf and buy your collateral at a discount. So uh, another thing that will be applied to our stablecoin is that we will choose assets uh, who are eligible to be used as collateral to mint it. So for example, we might accept only EGLD, USDC, and the max to mint it. And we will not, for example, accept right even if it is available in the lending protocol, okay? And uh, basically we can accept EGLD, USDC and MAX and not accept right to, to be used as collateral. And 
uh, afterwards, like USH can be backed by other stable coins too. Once we will introduce synthetics like USDT and uh, USDC, and even uh, afterwards like wrapped Ethereum and wrapped BTC. So user users will be able to to use them as collateral to mint USH. And we we can just one thing I wanted to add. So we can also like define a specific collateral factor just for minting USH that will be more aggressive than the one used for borrowing, like other assets. So for example, the collateral factor for EGL can be 60% to borrow any asset on the protocol, but to borrow uh, USH, it can have a collateral factor of only 50%. Got okay. it, that makes sense. And, and, and so what I'm hearing is that, uh, you know, you'll be over collateralized in terms of uh, the backing for USH in particular with other coins across the ecosystem that are stable, like, like an e-gold, for example. Yeah. Um, we had a question from GoGuyGo about USH and whether there are any plans to bring it to centralized exchanges. Later on, uh... It can be possible. It can be available if it is liquid enough. It can be. It will have like its own liquidity pools, of course, on decentralized exchanges, and it can be introduced to to centralized exchanges too. Uh, one of the, the the questions that I've um, had previously on USH is how does it differ from UST? Some may be familiar. Luna and UST had a pretty spectacular blow up back in May. Um, how is USH different, and how are you preventing something like that? Okay. So uh, let's compare between USH and UST. So first thing to, to understand is that we are completely different from UST. So even if we are both algorithmic stablecoins, USH, like Hotom's stablecoin, is over-collateralized, okay? UST, on the other hand, needs an equivalent amount of Luna in USD to mint the same amount and in doing this a percentage of luna is burnt so the way to mint it is completely different so our stablecoin can be compared to dai or gho like uh row the stablecoin that's ave will launch soon and we all share like the same model of an over collateralized stablecoin so uh like if ush exchange rates is above peg for any reason it's profitable to mint USH with, for example, another stable coin and short it on stable swap and earn slippage. If USH is under the peg, it's profitable to pay back debt, allowing USH total supply to go down as debt is repaid uh, and USH is burned as a helping peg to be restored. So this kind of mechanism proved its resilience with other actors in the ecosystem for years. And uh, basically let people make money by protecting the ecosystem. So one of the main advantages of borrowing USH is to have like more liquidity and money available without having to sell your cryptocurrencies. USH like is, uh, makes it possible for people to speculate in new cryptocurrencies without having to sell the cryptocurrencies they already have. And they can also use USH in other DeFi platforms to generate like more revenue. And uh, something I can tell you, like in due time, we will also launch like a project based on protocol-owned liquidity that is aimed to provide to provide USH with with more utility. And to get back to the point of uh, uh, showcasing like the differences, so our stablecoin is like Dai 2.0, 
and DAI has proven, has, has proven to be safe and to provide a good experience to its users. UST was an innovative stablecoin, but it had like many flaws and we can't judge all stablecoins based on one stablecoin that did badly. Uh, as we are not judging like all cryptocurrencies based on, on the cryptocurrencies that failed. Yeah. Uh, the only way for our stablecoin to fail is if the value of EGLD reaches to zero. And it is similar to the risk like DAI is incurring if Ethereum goes to zero. And that's the only risk we have. And uh, another thing to keep in mind regarding like stablecoins as a whole, like even if USDC and USDT are backed on the basis of one-to-one, -one, uh, people need to be aware that they are backed, or they are, I'm, I'm sorry, they are controlled by banks, centralized entities. And they have the power to, to block your assets at any moment. While the whole crypto culture was introduced to, to not uh, represent, reproduce banks and uh, mostly to, to be decentralized. Awesome. I, I love it. So I, I love, you know, there's a lot there. Um, you know, if you uh, folks struggle to, to follow, I encourage you to kind of listen back to it. Uh, my, my primary takeaway on the difference is USH is backed by real assets like eGold that have real value um, and a system that helps to ensure that it maintains its peg. Uh, UST was backed by thin air and the system to try and maintain the peg. And thin air is not great collateral, uh, what we've uh, discovered. Um, I know Daniel had a, a one last question about governance before we, we close up. And Daniel, I'm, I'm wondering if you can jump to that. Yes. Um, something, something I noticed in the white paper is that uh, the team seems to have a heavy, uh, like leaning heavily, heavily on governance, especially towards the future. And I, I, in the website, like anyone can already see that uh, it, you uh, you seem to be approaching governance already with proposals that you're considering and some that are you're already uh, working on. So what can you tell me about governance? Sure. So uh, just regarding like all those proposals, uh, like they're pretty much dummy. Those are like just informations we we filled to, to, to okay. fill the space. Okay. But uh, you, we have a complete uh, governance module right. uh, already developed and integrated at the beginning. We we will uh, take charge of the of the governance. So people we will be creating the pools, but uh, holders of the tokens will de will be the ones to decide on. Uh, will be voting and decide on any upgrade, any decision, and participate in the future and uh, the future of the of the protocol, basically. And uh, we want to make sure that the protocol is stable enough and withstood the test of time before moving to a complete DAO, a complete de decentralized structure and have a risk DAO implemented. But at the beginning, we judge uh, mostly uh, because of the security that it's not suitable to be in charge of, uh, of the governance at a certain point uh, until the, how can I say the term? So the protocol can, can run by itself, basically. But uh, the whole structure is already implemented. And there will just be like a transition in, in the right time. I really like awesome. that because, you know, yeah. um, 
I love it. Ahmed, you, you've dropped uh, so much alpha, so many new things. I really appreciate you sharing, uh, you, you know, some details about liquid staking that people may not have seen yet. Uh, we did tease at the beginning that we would be offering uh, some whitelists to uh, be able to participate in early betas of Atom. Um, so I've just popped something in the chat. We've got uh, 50 spots that uh, Ahmed and team have been very kind to be able to share with us. So if you would like to, to get some early access to be able to play around with it, um, I've uh, dropped a, a Telegram message there. So, so head over to Telegram um, and then it's at Ahmed Hatam that you would uh, go to and just, just message and he can get you sorted out with the, the whitelist. Um, great. I think, I think that's uh, you know, pretty much uh, the, the show. I know we're, we're coming up on an hour. Uh, Ahmed, is there anything else that you would like to share uh, before we close? Uh, yeah, I can give you like uh, uh, a broad summary of uh, uh, of uh, our plan for uh, for what is coming uh, next and uh, basically some some dates of release. So the lending protocol, the stacking yield, and governance have all been audited by runtime verification. And uh, and Wipex Shield, we are also defining the best moment to start our audits with Hakan, Certic, and Halborn. Our safety module is ready. We have also developed our own indexer to take care of the queries on the front end. And we have started working on the development of liquid stacking. So as soon as the indexer is ready, we will have a bottle of yields, and then we'll, uh, we'll get uh, prepared for the mainnet launch. So first step will be launching our token. After launching our token through the X launchpad, we will first launch the protocol on the main net along the governance module. So we need to initially launch our token first because we need to index it to be able to create like its money market and make it available with the launch of the protocol. So we will first launch the protocol on the main net along the governance module. So we will start with that. And then we will deploy the liquid staking module as we believe that it will have a tremendous impact on, on the whole ecosystem. And even if the stacking module is ready and audited, we will only introduce it a couple of weeks after the launch of the liquid staking module, as we want to first deploy the main products who will generate revenue so that the stacking module can offer a good APY from the beginning. So just to re-explain it, so the stacking module is aimed to provide more value and more utility to our token. And uh, a portion of all the revenues generated by the protocol will be like from the interest paid by the borrowers and from liquidations will be directly transferred to the stacking module and distributed among stackers, HTM token stackers, depending on the amounts they have stacked and the total stacked in the pool. So uh, only after like additional couple of weeks, after also launching the stacking module, we will introduce the safety module. And depending on the revenue we are generating, we will be able to define the amount that will be dedicated to buy HTM and distributed through this insurance module, the safety module. So we want to launch like all the products separately to not dilute the liquidity deposited in the protocol on day one. And to not confuse the community. So we want to give them enough time to digest each of the products separately and to introduce them afterward, like 
one after the other. So uh, that's that's our plan. Awesome. I, I love it. I love the, the slow and steady and deliberate kind of backed by security and auditing. Um, I, I know that there's a couple of questions we haven't been able to, to get to. Uh, maybe we'll, you know, at some point be able to have you back on the show and, you know, after you launch and we can talk about that. Um, if you do have questions or would like to, you know, contact folks, I've dropped the uh, Twitter uh, account for Hatam Protocol. It will also be in the description of this particular video if you could follow up with them. Um, you know, again, uh, thank you everyone for, for joining us. Uh, if you enjoyed this broadcast, please do all the YouTube things, like, subscribe, share, comment, all the things. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Uh, we love to be able to continue bringing you amazing conversations like this uh, with some of the leaders and some of the builders within our industry. Um, we will see you again shortly. Uh, thank you for spending the hour with us. Thank you for all the wonderful questions. Uh, cheers. Thank you. Thank you.